I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched another Betty Boop cartoon, (laughs) uh, Morning, Noon, and Night from 1933. This is the final cartoon from 1933 we're going to watch. I exhausted myself watching a bunch of them yesterday. This was one of my maybe picks um, and that I ultimately (laughs) did go with. So uh, next time we will be starting on 1934 uh, that I'm hoping to be a little more ahead of the game on than I was with 1933. Anyways... (laughs) Who would like to give a, a synopsis of this little cartoon? Um, sure, I can try. Uh, the short morning, noon, and night uh, kind of describes or shows what seems to be like maybe a day in the life on maybe a little farm. Uh, you see uh, a rooster or you see the sun come up, uh, a rooster waking up uh, the animals around. We get focus on some birds, uh, particularly a, a young bird who is maybe kind of learning how to fly you see other animals on the farm and you also see betty boop not an animal on the farm just someone on the farm feeding the birds uh picking back up with the young bird it wanders around and then uh gets into some trouble uh being chased by a uh what is it the tom cat something club Social club or something. Yeah, yeah. So a, some like, gang of like four cats. Yeah, it's four cats in a car chasing this poor little bird. It tries to run away, keeps uh, getting caught by them. And as it runs home, it leads these cats to the farm where they're at. They cause a ruckus. The animals, birds mostly, finally are able to fight back and uh, kind of put them in their place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did we think of this cartoon? It was cute. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was fairly cute. As Betty Boops go, it was cute. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cute short. So Cab Calloway was doing the music for a lot of the ones that we watched previously. This is, uh, I forget the name. It's like a symphony. Or... It is David Rubinoff and his orchestra. Yeah. So so an orchestra did the music here. Um, and the, he isn't like the second one that they were. They, they worked with another... Um, another black performer uh, before, I, I think maybe t- even two others, um, but they were, were cartoons I ultimately decided not to show you. Um, one was particularly racist with like indigenous people on an island and stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is um, but yeah, another I, of their performers that they have worked with. I like the music. And it's also worth noting that the short features the overture Morning, Noon, and Night in Vienna by Franz von Soup. So okay. I don't know how you say it. It's S-U-P-P-E with a thing over it. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it. But yeah, I think that is also the most interesting facet of this short. Let's get specific. By which I mean, let's talk about story and characters, not the music yet. <laughs> In the beginning, it was also cute because you had not only little animals, but you had flowers and so flowers waking up and all kinds of yawning. You even had a thing with the sun where it was like wrapped up, like I want to say like in a kerchief, you know, or, you know, something tied around its head that it took off. And I think the sun might have been hung over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like an ice pack on the top of it. Oh, and, it was yeah. a big ice cube. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, but so just very interesting uh, personification with, you know, the sun, flowers, the tree, uh, 
And then with the animals waking up, it was it was a really cute scene. And then the tomcats were, they were just such a kind of scruffy mess, but they, and it even had them like drinking. They they seemed to be, mm-hmm. you know. The rough and rowdy boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved who ultimately had to show down with the cats was the rooster, was a big rooster. I love this rooster. It even had athletic shorts on shorts and boxing and like gloves. Yeah. yeah, boxing gloves and stuff. Um, because once the rooster really kind of took charge and was able to, to, you know, put them at bay, then the other birds started pitching in and, and, um, Betty's and, like, go get them. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Betty and they, of course, they also damseled Betty initially because she boxed them. <laughs> I love how feisty she is. But then she was picked up and carried away. And then they were kind of like, uh, making her dance. Yeah. Dance with them and, and all kinds of shenanigans with that. You know, it's just always weird. I, I know Betty Boop is, I don't know, is she supposed to be an ant? She looks completely human. And then, but yet, Animals interact with her as if, as if they're I mean, human. So I, I mean, don't know. we saw we saw her origins where yeah. she was a dog person. Yes. So, but so at this knows. point, she is definitely supposed to be a human. But also, like cartoon rules are really like, eh. We've decided these animals talk and stuff. It's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, you what, know, where it gets really weird is some shorts in like the, I think, 40s um, that's like Donald Duck on a farm and like he's <laughs> oh, no. a duck. Oh, no. But then like he he gets into this rivalry with like the rooster on his farm that he owns. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, one thing that oh, so go ahead. Um, oh, I was just gonna think about with the farm. Maybe they're all employees. Like they're not his animals. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, these know. are Betty Boop's employees. Yeah, I don't know. They seem more like I don't know. They're like a family, a community. Yeah, yeah, a little farm community. But those cats were real stinkers because they crashed into the fence. They yeah. were they were crashing into all of like the chicken coops and the you know all kind and just destroying stuff. They were such meanies. Yeah, they like chopped down a tree to make chairs and stuff for themselves. Yeah, yes. and it had a ribbon on it, and I was wondering if it was like the yellow yeah. ribbon. Maybe thing. I'm not sure. Uh, but yes, they like destroyed this tree that I think you know implied to have some significance to make a uh, picnic table and stuff yeah so yeah and so they had the gags that was it a flusher uh gag where they kept hitting things in the last one and it turned into smaller things yeah and okay so okay and popeye got Mm, it got it yeah Uh, so i did like that gag because with the tree like i said it turned into this perfect uh set of lawn furniture with a picnic table and then at one point one of the cats got uh picked up by the birds and dropped by a, the edge of a cliff, but then it bounced off of the edge of the cliff, and then it turned into a bunch of smaller ones of itself uh, with little mini parachutes. So that was, yeah, I do enjoy enjoy that gag. Uh, anything else with story, characters, voice acting, anything like that? Oh, other than I appreciated, you know, the, the cats, of course, like I said, you know, grab Betty, Betty Boop, made her dance and stuff, but I did like that there was no... Uh, blatant like oogling and woo like they did in the other one so sure. i did appreciate that yeah just some dancing she was obviously trying to shove the dancing cat away but not like trying to smooch her at the time so yeah let's talk about animation 
I mean, it's, you know, it's enjoyable. They have they have some fun shots where they have the background uh, roll too and, and and move instead of just the characters. Those are always fun. Uh, the I think the main kind of one is where the baby bird starts going down the road a ways mm. uh, and then like stops and then has to start running the other way because the the car with the cats is in it and they're trying to get him. It's enjoyable animation, like the like Fleischer tends to to do. So. Yeah, the there was another interesting shot whenever the birds were carrying the cat over the land, and it was kind of like a an airplane shot where you see the the ground um, looking like I don't know, like the from like an aerial yeah, yeah. point of view, yeah. So, so yeah, there were a few um, non standard kind of oh, framing, and there was a there was a shot with like a bird who flew to like a birdhouse, which is where the little like bird family with the kid is or whatever and it started farther away but then it kind of like zoomed in and the background like moved to close in on a a more up close shot that was fun too oh yeah and along kind of with what you were talking before we had the cats or anything else when we when we had the morning scene you had a bird delivering milk like milk to birds okay interesting but it was three tiers and the little bird that we're baby bird we're talking about was on the top tier uh and and just that animation was so pretty and even the uniqueness of each of the little bird houses that were stacked above and above and then the little bird there was some kind of like zip line or a little line where it was tethered to so that it could be safe but ultimately it it fell out of its tether into the ground I also like the gag of the bird mom who looks kind of busty and then she like pulls out uh, a, a powder, a powdering thing and like powders herself and puts it back into yes. her shirt. <laughs> yes. yes. And when she, when she takes it out, she's like noticeably not busty anymore. So it's, it's like, oh, it's just because she carries this with her all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very silly. Yeah. Uh, Betty Boop's outfit was really cute too. Um, I'm trying to remember wh- whatever, but it was just a cute little outfit. And, yeah. Kind of, kind of farming thing, but also with a really short skirt like she does. Yeah. And then her little house was really cute. Again, the shape of the, the birdhouse. I, I like the designs, all of those designs. And uh, I also, it was one of the times when you were talking about the birds carrying the cat. I also liked because they were holding it by its fur at the top and they were spread out. But but what I appreciated is that it was like you would take something kind of by the scruff without it being too elongated or looking too weird like sometimes they do. Um, so you could just kind of tell. It was sagging just yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It was a good sag. A good amount of sag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about sound design and the music. I think the most interesting part of this. Uh, you've got David Rubinoff and his orchestra, and I'm I'm assuming... David Rubinoff is the one that we see. There's a bit of live action footage at the beginning again of a guy uh, leading an orchestra, but also playing uh, a violin. And I'm assuming that he's kind of the main one who is then playing the violin when it appears within the short. And yeah, the, they they use it in some interesting ways, like having that be the sound that birds make uh, and stuff like that. Um, they have like some uh, butterflies, I think, start flying around that like sound like uh, some brass horns or something like that. They they play with some of the sound effects being the orchestra sounds um, in yeah. a really fun way. I think they had like in the beginning with the flowers, them yawning being yeah, yeah. the violin as well. I I did really enjoy that. And then, yeah, I think it's worth noting that 
overall the the music style of this cartoon is not the jazz that we've become used to with Betty Boop cartoons. Um, it's it's much it's it's from a, a, a orchestral piece, Morning, Noon, and Night in Vienna. It's it's more classical orchestra, and in that way, I I find it fascinating to put here because I feel like that's one of the first ones that we've kind of done that is synced to like a classical piece. Right. Um, I do. I don't think it is the first cartoon to do that. Um, I'm sure that there's ones that I've missed and stuff that have done it, but that's a thing that like, you know, Looney Tunes and stuff would definitely lean into as they went on. I think it kind of was um, uh, Fritz Freeling's uh, a little bit of a specialty of his. He would like to do cartoons that were set to uh, classical pieces with, with all of the timing and everything. Uh, One of the most, well known of which is the like uh, barbershop of Seville with mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny me- messing with uh, Elmer Fudd to the tune of a classical piece, and that's that's a thing that like kind of becomes a big thing in Looney Tunes and in other cartoons that this is kind of some of the one of the first times that we're seeing it because currently the the Warner Brothers cartoons are often just using whatever songs Warner Brothers owns. That's like the still the purpose of Merry Melodies as a series is to advertise Warner Brothers music. Betty Boop is is generally much more in the contemporary at the time jazz music scene, uh, which I think works really well for it. And and Disney like will vary between like folk tunes and just like whatever music fits what's going on, but not really like synced to a particular piece of music you know so so yeah this it's it's interesting seeing an early version of this sort of thing that would become more common at least for some studios as time went on yeah i mean the the intro part felt a bit reminiscent of disney in the way of like showing the nature and even though it Mm -hmm. wasn't like super you know realistic or, or or naturalistic or whatever um I think the combo of the music and the the images like felt more uh, leaning towards Disney because it wasn't like jazz. Yeah, yeah. At one point, when the cats were chasing the little bird before the before they got to the farm, um, all of all of or a lot of the birds uh, and and animals they set out a little alarm and Betty Boop were all standing then lined up along this fence. So you just kind of saw their heads above the fence, but then they were kind of bopping and moving to the music. And it, yeah, that, that was kind of cute because there's like a long line of them. And then they would turn their head and sync kind of, and be bopping and sync to the music. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Uh, pretty well overall. I think uh, Betty, Betty gets damsel definitely a bit, um, but there's not really much in the way of risque humor here. The mm. the cats have booze and stuff. Um, and again, I think it's implied that the sun is hung over. But like, I, I wouldn't really like see much reason to object to a child uh, in the modern era watching this. Like, there's not really anything egregious in it. So, and again, I really appreciated that they didn't oogle her, like looking her up and down or yeah. going, woo, 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 or whatever. So none of that. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite moment in the cartoon? This is going to be a bit hard. I know, it's a bit, yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
Oh, I know what I'm going to say. It, it just, there was a scene, I think it was after the alarm was set with the little baby bird and people were rushing, uh, the, they were rushing to help. But it was one of those where they just repeated. It reminded me of like some early Disney's or whatever when there was one about dogs and they all oh, just yeah, started yeah, yeah. running and running and running. But, it, but you could tell it was the same, the same animation just kind of repeated. Um, so it looked like there were a whole lot of birds and things, but they were just repeating the same footage of a bunch of them rushing out and it did that you know on almost one of those gags too where you like had a small house and a whole bunch of people came out of it yeah it was was just that repeat footage yeah it kind of had them coming out to the music but yeah there was definitely a full at least one full repeat uh, of cycled footage um, I liked the gag after it when they started running past and there was like a pull, pull this thing for help or whatever. And a duck like pulls it and then Betty Boop walks out. Cause it's just like what a, her like apron or whatever is tied on oh, her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, but, yes. but yeah, the, before that, yeah, I'll, I'll agree that that bit where it kind of recycles the thing to, to go along with the music. My least favorite. Cause I felt real bad for this bird was the peacock. It had a really oh. nice plumage. Uh, got scared because the uh, the cats were driving through their their homes and all of that, and the it folded up its its feathers and the feathers were down on the ground. The cats drove over it, and then the peacock pulled its tail back, but it was just uh like the 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 feathers were still on the ground, like it oh yeah ripped its poor little feathers out. I agree. I'm gonna change mine to that. That made me sad too. Yeah, yeah. like it was so nice, and now Aww. it's gone. Yeah, no. I want to jump ship, but I'll stay with mine. <laughs> I guess I'll stay with mine. But that's a good one. What was your favorite moment in the cartoon? I think for me, it's when the the little chick goes down the road and then stops and then starts running away as the car like barrels forward and the whole background's still moving and stuff. Like that's just a fun like up to that point, it's pretty slow and and you're like, huh, I wonder where this is gonna go. And then it's like, ah, oh, here come the bad guys. They're barreling down the road and it's it's real dynamic looking and it's like, ah, oh, here's gonna be the this is the inciting action for this one. Yeah, I like that bit. I think for me, it's going to be, uh, the, in the morning with the bird delivering the milk to the bird houses because he was dressed almost kind of like a stork, but it's so ridiculous. These little, they were really cute. This, this whole little, uh, tray thing of, or, you know, uh, container with all these little mini milks and then coming and delivering the milk and then, then the surprise of it going upwards. And then you see another birdhouse and then another birdhouse. And yeah, I just really liked that. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh the the cats are there. Uh, the rooster is, I guess, like gonna fight the cats. Uh, I think I forget where the transition was, but he knocks one out and it hits the sun and mm. knocks it out, and then like that's where it transitions from day to night because the moon is there and then the stars come out. And I thought that was kind of funny, like he <laughs> he knocked his, his lights out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Who was your least favorite character? I mean, probably the mean cats, right? They're so mean. I know. I know. I might have to go with the mean cats because, again, they just kept kept crashing into all the birdhouses and wrecking the whole farm. They were mean. Do you want to hear my clearly overthought answer? Sure. It's the Papa Bird. And here's why. (laughs) 
He's only he's only there once, very briefly, and the only gag he does is a recycled gag. We'd already heard the rooster crow, and it sounds like the violin. So he adds nothing new, and then he flies off, and he disappears, and he's not even there to comfort his son when his son falls. <laughs> Hate that guy. <laughs> Maybe he had a job somewhere. No, no. Trying to bring money back to the farm. Not acceptable. Like, I gotta go to the city. He's, I know I'm he's not, not here, doing but enough. I'm doing this for you guys. He's not doing enough to contribute to this cartoon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Who was your favorite character? So my favorite character is the Rowdy Cats. <laughs> I knew it. I, knew, I, knew. <laughs> I just, I just like these rough and tumble boys. They're they need they need to get the stuffing kicked out of them. Don't get me wrong, they're but they're so fun. Mean. They're fun antagonists. I, I, they they come charging down the road and I'm like, oh, these boys are going to cause trouble. And they do. They cause so much trouble. And it feels good to see them get their butts kicked. I think I'm then going to go with the rooster because I love the rooster in his athletic shorts and in his bo- boxing gloves. And then he would get exhausted, but then he'd puff all back up and he'd go after him and he'd fight him some more. So I guess where we got to the night part is, you know, that this fight's still going on and, and he's like tired, but there he's, he's going back in the ring to go, go fight some more. And then he gets him down and, and Betty's like the winner yeah. holding his arm up as he's <laughs> yeah. exhausted. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with the rooster. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I recommend this. It's a a solid cartoon. Um, I don't think there's much people would find objectionable. So that's why I just a recommendation. Uh, um, I'll give it uh, a 2.75. It it looks good. The music was interesting. Not Not super standout, but it was it was a good short. I'm in agreement. I would recommend. I think it was a solid, a solid short. And I think I'm also going to go 2.75. Uh, it was, there was nothing objectionable. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go with three. I'm going to say three. Uh, because it was nice, solid. There was nothing really objectionable. Uh, there were some, some gags or some things that I hadn't seen before. Uh, with well, I mean, I guess I had seen a little bit before, but I, I really liked the things breaking into smaller things, and I and I liked the the different um, choices that they made for the designs of the birdhouses and Betty Boop's house. So yeah, anyway, I'm gonna go three. I'm also gonna go three. I think it's a solid short. I watched I watched so many shorts yesterday, oh, and this was one of the highlights. And that, oh, ha- that has to mean something, yeah. you know. <sighs> I watched so many. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and the Popeye ones keep being racist. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll like this Popeye short. And then he fights a bunch of Native Americans. And I'm like, dang it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, yeah, I like this short. And also I'm biased because I went I went through it yesterday. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's a solid little short. It's fun. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank, Thank you. y'all. Next time we'll be in 1934 with the shorts. I don't know. It, I, it needs to not be Fleischer because we've been a little too focused on them lately. Probably a Disney short. Um, I'll figure it out. There's probably It's probably still going to be light on Warner Brothers for a while because they're just not putting very good stuff out yet. Uh, I know their next really significant thing doesn't happen until 35. So we'll see if they even show up much for 1934 but um yeah 1934 cartoons be there or be square bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs>
This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening! Thanks for listening!